0: Welcome to the Nimrod Outdoors podcast, where we challenge and equip men, husbands, and fathers to become the spiritual leaders of the home. Let's dive right in.
1: What's up, guys? This is Chelsea with Nimrod Outdoors. Thank you so much for tuning in. And hey, we are so thankful for our sponsors. Because of them, we are given the opportunity to invite men to participate in our retreat weekends, make this podcast, provide respite care for pastors and missionaries, and do speaking engagements. For every new sponsor that supports us for just $20 a month, we get to take another step forward in sharing the gospel and changing lives one family at a time. So thank you. If you're interested in becoming a Nimrod Outdoors monthly sponsor, please visit nimrodoutdoors.com backslash give. Hey, we hope you enjoy this episode.
0: Well, what's going on, guys? This is part three of our three-part series of Stay Humble, Stay Focused, and Keep Pressing. Um, And today we're going to talk about keep pressing. What does that mean? What do I mean by keep pressing? Um, Well, here's the thing, is God has called us in forward movement of the gospel. And uh, if we are going to lead our families well, if we're going to spiritually lead them, um, and if we're going to make a grace impact we can, uh, in the um, in the world around us uh, we are called to continue to press forward and push back the darkness. Um, and again we're going to dive into first Samuel chapter 17 and the story of David and Goliath um, and see how David uh, kept pressing forward um, and uh, and kept pushing uh, back the darkness and how he ultimately defeated Goliath. Um, but a quick recap you know week one we talked about being humble and how, what that looks like to humble ourselves and know that victory is found only in the Lord, um, and that there's nothing we could do of our own accord. I mean, even if we do find victory, we need to be careful that we don't allow the devil to... bring on seeds of pride, um, that we puff up our chest as men and say, all right, like, look what I did. Um, look how good I did this and look how good I did that. Like we need to give all glory and honor back to the Lord. Uh, just as David did. Um, you know, he, he said in this victory that the entire assembly may know that the battle is the Lord's, um, and that he brought victory on and there's nothing that David did of his, of his own accord. Like, 100% the victory was found in the Lord. Um, and he gave glory and honor back to God on that. Um and so that was week one. Week two, we talked about staying focused. And a lot of times we can get distracted. Uh, society wants us to be busy and, and push us in all many, many different directions. Um, and some of those things may be good things, but are they what God has called us to? Um, and can we stay focused to the plan and to the calling of, that God has on our lives? Um, and even though we may look and see some someone as godly and God has called that person to something, does that mean that God has called us to that? And the answer that is no, not always. Um, you know, God has called us all to certain things. And one of those is to have a right relationship with him. Um, but at the end of the day, what God calls us to individually, um, is, is important. And, uh, we need to not get distracted on, um, you know, well, this guy is being successful, so I need to do this, or this person's being successful. So I need to do that. Now, ultimately we need to sit at the feet of Jesus, and say, all right, God, what have you called me to individually, and I'm going to stay focused on that. And we saw that as, um, you know, David's brothers went off to war, and I can guarantee you, David probably wanted to be at war with them, but that's not where God had David in that moment. God had David watching over his father's sheep, um, and we saw that because of that, and through that, God was able to mold and prepare David to be able to go up against Goliath. Um, and the question I raised was, if David was uh, grumbling and complaining about having to watch his father's sheep, uh, would would he have been prepared to go up against Goliath, or would he have missed the lessons at hand because he was too focused on complaining um, and being upset that he was in a place that he felt like was a you know not where God had called him, but ultimately God used uh, used David uh, in the in his season of life of watching his father's sheep. Um, you know when a bear came or a lion came to take the sheep, David went after that bear or lion and ended up uh, killing the bear and the lion and uh, and and defeating them, and that gave David the confidence to go up against Goliath, and he even gave God. Um, he even gave god the uh, basically all the glory and honor and he cuz he said, you know, hey, when he delivered me from the paw of the bear and the lion, he will do the same against this Philistine. And so, through this whole story, David is giving honor and glory to god, knowing that every victory and every battle that David has come against, whether it's by beast or by man, um the victory is found in the Lord. And David stayed solely focused on what that looked like. And so today, We're going to talk about keep pressing forward Um, and we're going to dive into first samuel chapter 17 Um, we'll start in verse 46 uh, kind of doing a little bit of a recap we'll go through 48 and then you know get on down through the end of the story here but it says uh it says then david said to the philistine you come at me with a sword and a spear and a javelin but i come at you in the name of the lord host the god of the armies of israel who you have defied This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down, and I'll cut off your head, and I'll give you the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with a sword and a spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hand. And verse 48, it says, When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David... It says, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in the bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone, the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the ground. And so here's the thing. It's very small. It's a very short little sentence as far as, you know, what it goes, what, it, what I'm talking about today about, about pressing forward. But it says here in verse 48, it says, When the Philistine arose and came to drew near to meet David, what does it say? It says David ran quickly to the battle line to meet the Philistine. See, David did not hesitate. David did not stand his ground. What did David do? David ran quickly toward the battle. So as men... This is one thing where I feel like we have ultimately failed um, in our culture and our society today. If we call ourselves followers of Christ, um, what has happened over the past three decades um, is sad and disheartening, because we have become complacent, we have become passive, we have become um, basically ultimately, you know, lukewarm in our pursuit of of spiritually leading our families um, and loving on them and 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 leading the church in the direction it should go. And so I think a a big a big issue we have in the church today is when a battle, when a battle comes, comes before us or even even in our daily battle of spiritually leading, because every day is a battle when it comes to spiritually leading our families. Um, again, we've become passive. And our natural bent now is just to just to stand back here and stand at the line and say, all right, well, I'm going to protect what I got, but I'm not I'm not going to get out there. I'm not going to push back the darkness. I'm I'm you know, I'm just going to do the bare minimum. I'm, I'm going to live the status quo. You know, I take my I take my family to church. Uh, you know, we, we go every so often or, you know, my kids are in youth group or this or that, but we are not actively leading our family spiritually. Um, and we are not pushing back the darkness in, in our lives and in their lives and in the lives of our community. Um, you know, we are just, we're just kind of complacent and we're just sitting here and we're like, ah, you know, it's pretty nice back here behind the battle line. You know, there, there's, you know, there's nothing, nothing too bad going on here. Yeah. There's a war raging and there's a huge, uh, huge army out there, but as long as I just stay right here, you know, I'll be good. Um, and you, you see that's what a majority of the men of Israel did in this battle. It says for 40 days, 40 days, Goliath came out and challenged them. And not a single soul was willing to step up and and go against Goliath. Um, they, they just, they were afraid, they were fearful. But I think in our culture today, it's not as much fear. It's just been a conditioning of like, you know, we have weakened our spiritual health and our spiritual um, maturity to the point where, We look at someone else and we're like, ah, well, they're just kind of sitting around. And if they're not going to get up and go do something radical for the gospel of Christ, then I'm not going to. They're a good Christian guy. And so as long as I, you know, you know, as long as they're that's what they're doing, then this is what I'll do. And what we've done is we've watered down the spiritual effectiveness in our lives. And therefore, the church is ultimately failing because we don't have men that are willing to stand up and willing to go to war on behalf of our wives and our children and our families and our culture and and the world around us. And that's what we are called to do. We're called to go to war. We're not called to just stand behind the battle lines and talk and and strategize and, you know, come up with, you know, great, you know, basically uh, just ideas and, and things like that. We We are called to go to war. And what I find awesome is that it says that when the philistine arose and came to draw near to meet david david ran quickly to the battle line to meet the philistine he continued to press forward he didn't sit back he didn't say all right let me let me hesitate let me come up with a plan he he said no i'm going to run full force into this because that is what god has called me to and and that's that is something that as men husbands and fathers if we do not grasp onto if we do not fully understand what it means to go to war and to battle for the souls of our children and for the souls of our wives and for the souls of our community we are ultimately going to lose them because they don't will not know what it truly means to to rest in the salvation of the Lord and go and 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 basically move forward the gospel because ultimately if if our if our basic generation stands behind the line and doesn't go forward to war then they're going to see that and their generation is going to stand behind the line and not go to war. And then that, it just repeats the process, generation after generation. And we need to build up warriors for the kingdom of Christ. We need to build up spiritual leaders. We need to build up our kids that when we release them into this world, that they are effective and they are sharp. You know, Psalms 127, three through five says that for our children are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So our like we are con- considered a warrior and our kids are like arrows. Well, here's the thing. If we're a warrior and we have an arrow that is crooked and it doesn't fly straight, then it's not going to be effective in flying through the world to make the greatest impact. And then also if our, if our arrows are not led by the razor sharp truth of God's word, if we are not imparting the the truth of the gospel into our kids so that they are led with the razor sharp truth of the gospel, then when they land and when they try to impact this world for the kingdom of Christ, they're going to be dull. They're not going to make a, they're not going to make a dent. And what we're doing is we're allowing the devil and the army to advance on us. And we are just standing here and we're just holding the line. Well, here's the thing. It says that Jesus has defeated death, hell, and the grave. And if we read in revelation, it says that victory has already been won. So instead of us standing back and holding the line, We're not called to hold the line. We are called to go to war. We are called to do what David did and run quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. We are called to to be warriors for the kingdom. And if we are not, if we're going to be complacent on that, then we are ultimately casting generation after generation to the lake of fire because we we are not training them up to be god-fearing men and women and we're not calling them up, we're not creating them or raising them up to be a light in the darkness and so darkness is going to surround us and darkness is going to continue to choke us out unless we continue to run full force into this battlefield and here's the thing we're not called again victory is not found on our own accord victory is found in in Christ and Christ alone and so if we can run forward in that confidence then Our goal is not necessarily, it is not up to us to defeat Goliath. That is God's job, okay? It is not our job to defeat the forces that come against us. Our job is to be obedient and moving forward, to, moving forward onto the battlefield. And our job is to go out. And what, is, what did, what did God or Jesus say? He says, go therefore and make disciples. Our job is to run into the darkness. Our job is to run into the battlefield and claim souls for the kingdom of Christ, grab them, bring them back to the feet of Jesus, introduce them to who he is. And no better way than we could do that than start with our own children. But if we are going to be complacent, if we are going to be passive, if we are going to just be lazy men and not run into the battlefield, and we're just going to sit back and say, well, I'm going to hold the line, then we are not doing what God has called us to do. We are not pressing forward. We are not moving forward the gospel of Christ. We are just sitting in the status quo and saying, all right, well, you know, we're good. We're saved. We live in a Christian nation, quote unquote, um, and everything seems to be good, you know. You know, life's good. You know, I got a home. You know, finances are good. Everything's good. I think. I think I'm just gonna sit here and just enjoy this for a moment. Guys, gentlemen, men, that is not what we are called to. We are called to be warriors. And every day is a battle. And every day there is a war raging for the souls of our children. And are we going to be okay with that? Are we going to sit back and say, Hey, you know what? This war rages, but you know, as long as I keep them in this little bubble, I'm going to protect them. Well, guess what? Eventually, they're going to be their own people. 18 years comes a whole lot quicker than we think. You know, my daughter, my oldest daughter just turned six. And I got a gut-wrenching, just absolute gut punch just the other day when she turned six. My wife looked at me and she said, do you not realize that six is a third of the way to 18? And I, I just like, it just hit me. Like, I only got two-thirds of the way with my daughter and then she's gonna be 18 and she's gonna be her own woman. Am I training her up to be a warrior in the kingdom of Christ and a a queen in his courts? Or am I just sitting here saying, well, as long as she stays here and she stays safe, everything's gonna be good.
1: What's up, what's up? It's time for that mid-podcast shout out. But hey, we need some business partners to make a shout out to. So by becoming a business partner, you get a place on our website and advertising right here on our growing podcast. To learn more, please visit com backslash ministry partners. Now back to the episode.
0: Let me tell you what, if I release my daughter into this world and I have not helped her build a foundation that is found in the gospel of Christ and found in the truth of what, who God is and what he has done and who he has created her to be, and as her father, if I have not taken the time to let her know that God created her for a purpose, created her with abilities and gifts and abilities to make an impact for the world, then at 18, it doesn't matter how how secure of a bubble that I raised her in. When she gets out into the world on her own, the world will devour her because I have not equipped her for war. And the, guys, war—the the spiritual war that is looking to devour our children and the souls of our communities—it does not—it does not discriminate. Just because you live in a in a affluent area, or just because you live in a place that you know you feel comfortable, or you know your finances are good, or everything in your life is good. Let me tell you what, that is a distraction of the devil because he is preparing you just to pull the rug out from under you because he is infiltrating your life because we are not standing firm, we are not standing guard, and we are not pushing forward uh, the gospel of Christ in our own homes, and we are not preparing our kids for war. We are sitting here saying, hey, you know, we, we're basically raising them up in a bubble, and then when we pop that bubble and they go out into this world, they are useless In defeating that the tactics of the devil because we have not prepared them and so as men husbands and fathers we cannot be passive we cannot stand behind the battle lines and and for 40 days sit there and strategize and try and figure out what we're going to do no god has called us today to run and quickly meet go to the battle line and meet the philistine meet the goliath that is in front of us and let me tell you what raising kids is hard raising uh children is tough and uh you're not going to have all the answers but let me tell you something guys the victory of raising your children is not found in your own doing it is found in the truth of the gospel and it's found in victory is found in the lord and so if we as men can humble ourselves to the leadership of jesus and sit at his feet and and say lord i i need you to direct me and if we can sit and stay focused on what God has called us to. Let's not get distracted with raising our kids how the world wants us to be raise them or raise our kids, you know, as we see other people raising our kids, raising their kids. Let's stay focused on raising our kids and spiritually pouring into them in the way that the gospel and what God has called us to. And and what what is what is something that we can do today that can impact and change the life of our children. That is ultimately what is most important. And then on the day of the battle, it is not our job to sit back and try and stay behind the battle lines and try and protect our kids and trying to, um, you know, just keep the status quo and make sure that the boat is not rocked. You know, we're called to do hard things and we are called to run quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine and to meet Goliath. Um, and are we willing to do that? And if we're not, then I, I, I can honestly say I don't think we are following what God has for us because we as the church are called to be a, a city on a hill. We are called to be a light in the darkness. Well, here's the truth in the matter. What, what does our light matter if it does not get into the darkness? If we're all a shining light, but we don't use our light to go into the darkness to find souls to help build the kingdom of Christ, are we doing what God has called us to? And so ultimately, we need to keep pressing forward. Yes, there are going to be days where we're wore out and we're exhausted. Um, and there's going to be days in which we need rest. But on, a, on a any given day basis, we need to be mindful and pushing forward into our lives of our kids and into the lives of our wives and into the lives of our community so that we continue to push back the darkness. See, we don't need the darkness just to stand there and sit around. That is not what we are called to do, and that's what ultimately happened with the Israelites: is they allowed the army of the uh, the army of the Philistines to sit there for forty days and taunt them and basically say, "Hey, who are you going to send out? Who are you going to send out? Who are you going to send out?" Here's the thing: there's no scripture behind this, but it didn't take it didn't take David to have to defeat Goliath. It took just. Somebody being obedient to the call of the Lord. That just happened to be David, okay? But any one of those men could have had the faith and the power to step forward in obedience and say, All right, Lord, the victory is found in you, and I'm going to step forward and I'm going to do this. And so, listen, every single one of us are called to the battle line, and we are called to run quickly to it. And what I find awesome is you know we we want to talk about a story that is you know a man's story we we talk about David and Goliath and we're like oh that's just a cute little Sunday school story no what I find awesome is that in verse 50 it says, so David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him and there was no sword in David's hand then David ran over stood over the Philistine took his sword and drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel of Judah rose and shout and pursued the Philistines as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. So this is what I find interesting. Because of David's faith and because of David's boldness and because of David not hesitating and running forward into the battle, what did he do? He encouraged and he built up, he basically gave courage to the entire army of entire army of the Israelites to pursue after the, after the Philistines. One man's act of courage basically built up an entire army that was going to push back the darkness. Men, we are called to be bold. We are called to run full force into the battle lines. And by doing so, by our simple obedience of just following what God has called us to do, we do not know the spiritual impact we are having on the rest of the men in our lives that are watching us. But if we're just going to sit back here and stay with the status quo, then we are ultimately not doing what God has called us to, and we are failing our families, and we are failing failing the job that God has given us of pushing back the darkness. Another thing, cool thing just to kind of end on is, you know, we talk about this story being a Sunday school story, and I know when I was growing up, I never was told or never read that David actually cut off his head. I was never told that David basically said, I'll give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines to the birds of the wild beasts of the earth. You know, like that. This is like man stuff here. This is like a man story. Um, And I love it because then it says, um, and the people of Israel came back from chasing the Philistines and they plundered their camps. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem. But he put his the armor in his tent. So here's the thing is like, this like this is a battle cry okay and when we have victory and when Jesus gives us victory like we can celebrate in that and we can and we can show that and one way that David celebrated that is he carried the head of the Goliath all the way back to Jerusalem to show all everybody hey god defeated defeated death hell in the grave and because of that we can have confidence and basically what did this do like because of David's obedience not only did he Help build up the confidence um, of the other men in the army, and they helped. They they eventually ran full force to the battle line, but by bringing back the victory and showing the head of the Philistine to all of Jerusalem, I guarantee you, he he reestablished and reinvigorated and rejuvenated the souls of those that were in Jerusalem, and basically they got to see the goodness of God and they were re-encouraged and I guarantee you because of one man's simple act of obedience, an entire nation was changed and pushed back into who God was and they, they, their souls were rejuvenated in who God was and how good He is. So as men, our one act of simple obedience can make waves to a thousand generations, and can rescue souls for a thousand generations. Are we gonna continue to press forward, or are we gonna be complacent and passive, sit behind the battle line and sit there and say, I don't know how victory's gonna be won because this man is so, this this foe, this Goliath, this battle I have, I don't know how I'm gonna win. Well, guess what, guys? We can't win it on our own. It takes the intervention of God and Jesus in our lives for any victory to be won. Our job is just to be obedient and step onto the battle line and say, all right, God, it's time for you to do your thing. This week, let's stay humble, let's stay focused, and let's keep pressing forward, and let's not neglect the fact that it is our job to spiritually lead, and we just need to simply be obedient and step on that battlefield and allow God to do what God can do. Y'all have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Nimrod Outdoors, find us on Facebook or look us up at nimrodoutdoors.com. We hope you have a great day, and we hope to see you next time.